I'm CJ Von Essen. I'm Alexa Zamora. And we will be watching every single comedy movie made in the year 2007. Oh seven. Oh seven. This is every comedy movie in 2007. I'm CJ, and that's Alexa. This is my intro music. Yes. Yep. It's hard to do the intro yep. while you're also doing the music. Yeah, it's it's difficult, yeah. but I, I, got I have uh, really latched, latched on to the Elvis part of this movie. Yeah, so I dig. I'm going to only latch on to that. This is every comedy movie in 2007, and today we watched The Game Plan. The Game Plan. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, 2007, Disney football ballerina movie. This is our second sports comedy in a week, or in a week, in a row. I guess you're right, yeah, yeah. This this one is very light on, on the sports aspect of it, though. Yeah. Thank God. It doesn't... You- I texted CJ before we did this, and I was like, hey, <laughs> I know fuck all about football. <laughs> but you didn't You didn't need to know, right? You got You got it. You no. Understood. No, yeah, I got it. They kept saying a lot of wor- a lot of terms, though, that I was None just, like, it, not... None of it, half of the terms were just so obscure. You didn't, like, they, they were doing that They kept throwing out, they're like, they're like, we gotta pull an audible. And they kept saying, we gotta pull an audible. I'm like, what it's is like, an audible? The, the type of shit they were saying, it's like, if you ever try... To watch a video or like try to play a, a skateboard video game, like Tony Hawk's, <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking Tony about. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Because if you don't if you don't skateboard, you have no idea what's happening when they're talking about oh, like 100%. nollies and like, and and ollies and manuals and those are just the three I know off the top of my head. I'm afraid to say any mm-hmm. other word. Mhm. But yeah, we didn't need to worry about this. This was not a story about football. It was a story about a father Elvis. reuniting a with father. his daughter yeah. not elvis no 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 god i wish it was about elvis it, Elvis was a very small part of it i wish it was more <laughs> i know you do i wish it was more i dressed for this occasion tonight you're so wearing I, an I elvis my, shirt i have my elvis aloha from hawaii shirt um i have my grandma's elvis necklace and i did have my grandma's elvis um earring my grandpa couldn't find the other one so he only gave me one uh his tc her tcb earrings and i just wear it in my cartilage um but it was stabbing me in the ear when i had my headphones in but i did try to to go all out and i was listening to elvis music like while i was waiting for cj to get onto the call i was feeling good now when you told me that you were dressed for the movie i totally thought you were just wearing like a football jersey or something as a dressed like a football yeah well no like just wearing a a jersey um again i told you before this i don't know anything about football so what (laughs) i had a jets jersey when i was a kid Mm, it was my brothers that he grew out of and then like when i was in middle school i would wear it because i pretended that i liked football 
I understand. <laughs> you good. I don't know. Shit. I know um, touchdown dances. There I know a couple team names. I know Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. And he's got another brother, mm-hmm. Manning. Um, I know the Nigerian brothers because um, they are on a CNBC show called The Halftime. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I think you know enough to it. be a ESPN coordinator now. You yeah. Can be a oh, host. yeah. Yeah. I was going to bring that up. Um, is it just me or do all sports announcers sound the same? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they like, all... Well, okay, no, 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 no. It, it's kind of like they all sound the same just in, like, the way they talk, but, like, they have some different sports have different mannerisms. Like, you got to admit, mm-hmm. if you ever watch or listen to, like, any soccer, they are a lot more animated. When they score a goal in soccer, the announcers freak the fuck out. They do. And hockey, too. Yeah. Like, they're, when the when the Rangers won the Stanley Cup in 1994, the... Um, the announcer, I forget what his fucking name is now. Yeah, it don't Shit. matter to me. But he, at the end, uh, Mato scored the winning goal, and he screams, Mato, 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 and it's, like, famous to this day. But, like, but, but then I just feel like they all have the same cadence, it's you on know? On the opposite side of the spectrum, then there's the golf announcers, which I don't, I just can't get with, because they That's just like talk like ASM this. That's like ASMR artists. Yeah, they're like, That's, all right, that- Alexis Amora <laughs> is stepping up to the green. Her ball is in the tee, and she's getting ready for her first swing. And, oh, wait, that was a practice shot. She's still uh, getting ready. The <laughs> knees are bent, and she's going for the swing. And there she goes, a beautiful shot. The whole cloud is clapping. It's the softest claps there are. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. I don't know shit. I also, uh, I knew one of the announcers in this movie, uh, Boomer, because he had a show called Boomer and Carton that I don't think my dad watched. I think he doesn't actually like Boomer. Um, I think my dad but, watches Boomer, like religious. But I, yeah, I remember seeing. Um, I've I've seen commercials and stuff, and I remember Boomer and Carton. And then when I looked it up, turns out Carton is like in jail now because he had, he was caught for being in a Ponzi scheme or running a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> so. And now it's like Boomer and Geo. So. Awesome! Yeah! 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey Alexa, what's the plot of the hey. game plan? Okay, so um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson yeah. is a star football player, but not in the NFL, uh, in the fake NFL. Yeah, because called like they didn't want to buy the rights or have to like do anything. Yeah, shit. they were having some issues with like um, they were the Boston Rebels. The Boston Rebels. That was, they were that the, was Boston the team. Rebels. <laughs> Boston Rebel, catch the magic. <laughs> after that scene, like after that scene, we'll talk about it. But after that scene, the rest of the movie, I was just sitting there whispering to myself, Boston Rebel. Catch he went full the magic. Mike Tyson on that. Yeah. So the game plan is all about Dwayne the Rock oh, Johnson, man. who plays uh, Joe Kingman. He's <laughs> he's just the he's most. He's the king egotistical uh, sports up quarterback there is, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, oh, he's kind of lonely in his beautiful penthouse apartment. But wait a minute. <gasps> <gasps> who knocks on his door? It's an eight-year-old girl who claims to be his daughter when 
he had a wife at a very early age and they divorced. But as soon as they divorced, the day they finished, they ended up fucking and getting pregnant. And she never told them about it. And so she's just like dropped off her kid. Surprise, surprise. And that's the movie of the eight-year-old girl and Dwayne The Rock Johnson trying to work together to live together for a whole month. I So, right off the bat, I've got some issues. What issues do you um, have? This seems like a perfectly just, reasonable plot. The logistics? What logistics? Of how what? this child came to be. Oh, yeah, I told you already. The rock never knew. Okay, so, so first so of all, rock, I guess... Rock is a hot young star in football team. Mm-hmm. Rock got married to woman, right? Yes. But they didn't work out. They they clash. Yes. They yes. want divorce. They get divorce. The day they got divorce, she was like finishing up some shit, signing papers, whatever. But then, because the Rock is so charismatic or handsome, or because she still loved him, they fuck. Yes. But okay. Okay, that's fine. It happens but all the time. All You'd be surprised you? how often people get pregnant the day they sign their divorce papers to their former husband or wife. You know what? Maybe. But to not tell him. That's and for true. him to not, to not, it's not, not even. You got me there. Even, you got me there. Like, for him not to know at all. Like, what a fucking secret to keep. Is it? Is it criminal to keep that secret? I don't even I don't know. No, I don't think it's criminal because I'm sure there are instances where people, you know, like a baby accidentally happens and perhaps it's not the best relationship in the world and they want to like keep it from them. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. It does not sound like this was Fact. an awful relationship. It sounds like they didn't. They were very young and they didn't get along. And it, you know, it happened all too fast. The Rock said that they were only married for like a year. Mm-hmm. And then she didn't want to tell him that she was pregnant because he had his football career was just starting to take off. And she was worried that a baby would be a distraction. Which meant she still cared for him <sighs> in some way. Yes, absolutely. However. 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 You can still tell him that you're having a baby. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, okay. He you can't know what? Know. He's a quarterback. Like, okay, you know what? You're like, listen, I, we're already divorcing. They're already divorced. They're already divorced, moved out in separate places. All she has to say is, listen, I'm pregnant, but we are divorced. And you can have, I guess, visitation rights or whatever the fuck with your daughter, but you can still pursue football. And I will take care of the baby. I will be the main carer person. But that didn't Why? Happen. And then all these people to keep a secret. Also, so the daughter, Peyton, who's played by Madison Pettis, Peyton comes up and she's like... <laughs> She she sneaks away to The Rock's house because somehow she found out that The Rock 
I guess her mom did tell her that The Rock was her dad, but she was like, oh, it's just not the time. Whatever. Um, So she is supposed to be going to some private ballet school while her aunt is in Africa because uh, her mother had passed away. But that's that's a surprise twist. You can't tell. That's a surprise twist. Listeners aren't supposed to know that yet. I'm so sorry, but I, I have to break down how fucking ridiculous <laughs> this plot is. Yeah. From the get-go. Get this on is it, the dude. Cr- get it. This is so crazy. So the mother is dead, but Madison Pettis doesn't want to tell The Rock that her mother is dead. Yeah. So she pretends that her aunt is dead. Her mother is in Africa doing charity work, and she is without phone service or email. She tells The Rock my mother did this and hands she's like oh she wrote a note it's a typed note not like a handwritten note like hi the rock this is your daughter from your ex-wife sarah blah 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 it's a typed out note and he's like oh well i'm not gonna believe this for good reason and then she's like oh but i also have my birth certificate where did she get it? I don't even know where the fuck my birth certificate is. My mother has it somewhere. It locked away somewhere just in case. I don't know where the fuck my birth certificate is. So where an eight-year-old got hers. But then she's like, oh, your name is on it. But he wasn't fucking yeah, there. How could that so work? can you can you put anybody's name on a fucking birth certificate? Like if I gave birth tomorrow, could I be like, oh, this is Harry Styles' child? Like what? Yeah, we, hey, listen, that, that might be, like, a societal loophole we, we can exploit. Maybe. And then I have to collect child support from Harry Styles, and then we'll meet, and then he'll fall in love, and then we will live our lives together. I'm sorry, Regardless, Mr. Watermelon Sugar, but this birth certificate clearly says Harry Styles, and that's your name. It clearly says Harry Styles. So she wrote Joe Kingman on the birth certificate. Now... This is when Joe's career is just starting to take off. Blossoming. Wouldn't you think that someone would get wind that the blossoming star quarterback of the AFF, not the NFL, is has a child that he doesn't... Like, nobody said anything. Like, these records are not private. You can go and get them somewhere. Well, exactly. The records were in the child's hands this entire time, so no one else hands. was able to get them. So I, I guess so. So she's like, oh, I have a birth certificate. Your name's on it. And he's like, well, I guess so. And he, then he's, the, the girl is eight, which means that in theory, he has not spoken to his ex-wife in eight years. That is not that long of a time to be in, to forget everything about your ex-wife. I know he's, like, very self-censored and whatever, but, like, you were married to that person. Obviously, you had some sort of relationship. So she, he's like, oh, what's your, what's your aunt's name? Connie? And she's like, oh, it's Karen. And he's like, oh, right, Karen. Like, how do you forget that? And then at the end, you find out, because she lies, and she's like, oh, my Aunt Karen is dead and my mom is in Africa. Turns out that the mother is dead. Her Aunt Karen is the one in Africa. I don't remember why she lied about this, but she did. And and the, the aunt is like, oh, Sarah dot. Also, generic fucking names, Sarah and Karen. Karen. She's like, Sarah Karen and Joe. Karen. Karen, Sarah, and Joe. Like, all right. But she's like, Sarah died in a car accident six months ago. You don't, nobody fucking tells the ex-husband. You don't even find out. 
We, we thought he knew. His name was on the birth certificate. No, no, and also, and also, how did the aunt get legal guardianship when she passed away when the hu- when the father's name is on the birth certificate? Like, and he's alive, and he's living. Like, there had to be some sort of court thing, or there had to be some sort of will, or there had to be something where they were like, well, the husband, the father is alive and well. She might have to go to that next of kin. I don't understand. And then, I, it, I think this, this issue all stems from the fact that Disney did not want a baby out of wedlock movie. And, and so... It's not... Uh, yes. I mean... So many Disney movies just can't resist killing off a parent or already having a Oh, of parent. course. It's just the Disney way. Of course. Way. It's the Disney way. But I think they were... The original script definitely was a baby out of wedlock. And this was like, oh, do you remember your ex-girlfriend from like eight years ago? But they were like, oh, you can't do that. Even though Ratatouille Where's came out the, the same fucking year. Where's, Where's the, the drama? drama? Where's the flavor? <laughs> There's no flavor here. So there's, gonna, God forbid, we have a baby out of wedlock. We have an accident. I mean, she is an accidental baby, but, like, they're still technically fucking married. Like, I, it's, what a disaster. Like, just that plot line, I couldn't get over that his ex-wife died and he didn't know anything. Anything. But. Nobody told him I'm gonna, that he's a father. How do you keep that? So we we have that whole that happens just before the movie, but then we also have to immediately accept that this eight year old girl not only is deceiving her aunt, her aunt not only is leaving her in some random ballerina school in Boston to go to yeah. Africa, but she doesn't like yes. drop her off. She leaves her in a like a a driver to like take her away, and so this girl apparently hacks into yeah, the email, changes cat. the address to the address of her father's place. And just, the driver just is like, Where yep, did she get the address? This is the ballerina place. This is it. And so he just let this girl go into the building. The bellhop was like, oh, we have this cute girl for you, Mr. Mr. Joe Kingman. And he's like, all right, come on up. I love Thinking me. it's the- a sexy you know, lady. Yeah. And, like, just the independence and the no, the, the wherewithal of this little girl to do all this in a city that she's never been to before baffles me baffles me and I, I guess they do indicate like that she's very smart because like I, I, I guess she's eight years old all right but she's all she's, exactly she's, she's eight also years eight years old like okay she can have a lot of book smarts and she could know a lot about classical um musicians and she can know about nobel peace prize winners and she could have a very like broad vocabulary but at the end of the day she is eight years old Jeez. this is so fucking crazy. <laughs> Just the premise and, and the whole, of this movie. The whole thing is so, like, in the actual, like, direction of it and presentation, it's all so light and airy to it. Like, yes. It's just all bubbly, like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Oh, I have a kid? Oh, uh-oh, this is funny, but oh, what am I going to do? We're just like, going to brush over it's, this. It's, it's a Disney polish that they just slap this over it. This literally could have... The, all this stupidity could have just been solved if it was not an ex-wife, if it was just a girlfriend, or even a long-term girlfriend, or a one-night stand, or something. It would have, like, we wouldn't have had any of these issues. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
once again, Ratatouille came out that year, which we will cover eventually one day. But the whole, like, twist of the movie, not to spoil it, is that one of the characters was a baby out of wedlock, was a surprise baby. I don't even remember like, that, to be honest. I remember oh, Rat dude, and you're Hat. in for a trip. Rat in Hat. Ratatouille is one of my favorite movies. I'm going to fucking freak out <laughs> when we do Ratatouille. Good. I love it. Anyway, I had to get that out. You're good. I had to rant about that. Hey, what what is, are we at? Like 20 fucking here. minutes? Uh, 2238. Oh my God. I had to fucking <laughs> talk about how fucking stupid this premise was. <laughs> oh, gosh. Everyone including the main cast, but especially the side characters, were very clearly just playing up, like, characteristic, like caricatures of yeah. what they represent. Except for, like, the one already father, family man football player. Like, he seemed chill and actually, like, Yes, normal. the guy who's from um, uh, Morris Chestnut. What a great name. It's from Boys in the Hood. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, um, I mean... This movie's whole premise aside, the execution and, like, beats of this movie were pretty damn predictable, I would say. I would say. We have football player who has a big game, got has mm-hmm. a daughter for one month. During this whole month, it's going to be the playoffs. He's going to have to be in the Super Bowl, of course, and the girl is enrolled in a ballet. The championships. Ah, we're, we're, this sorry. is not the NFL. I'm so it's not sorry. the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I'll, it's I'll bleep myself. It's the championship <laughs> game. Please. But in so, Put some respect on the name of the American Federation of Football. If you watch the movie and stop like 15 minutes in, you can just go ahead and assume the rest of the plot. And you'll be, mm-hmm. you'll be pretty dead on with what happens. Uh, yeah. He struggles to be a father. He yells. They have a little bit of a turmoil and fight. He learns to be a father. They get good. It's a whole montage. They get good. They get good. <laughs> they both learned from each other during their respective activities. And there's more turmoil. And for some reason, there's a whole French franchise fast food side plot that I don't understand. Oh, Fanny's Burgers. That was a weird part. I wouldn't have guessed that. That was really weird. <laughs> but then it so all Fanny's ends up in a nice Burgers, little bow. Yeah, it's all wrapped up in a nice little bow. So Fanny's Burgers is a weird side plot where basically he has to win the championship game because he has a upcoming sponsor with Fanny's Burgers, uh, <laughs> which is like a burger chain. And they're like, when you win the championships... You are going when they are like. You just won the championship. What are you gonna do now? Where are you gonna go? I almost go? called him. I almost called him Joe Terranova. He is another um, correspond. Not a correspondent. He's another uh, person on the investment committee of the halftime report. Um, so I really have football Nigerians on the brain right now. Not Joe Terranova. Joe Kingman. I'm so sorry. There's like. St- like three CNBC fans in this audience. Uh, big shout out to those properties, I guess. Joe Kingman has to say like, oh, uh, Joe Kingman, you just fucking won the championship game. What are you going to do next? And he's supposed to say, I'm going to Fanny's Burgers. Imagine, <laughs> like giant f- imagine Peyton Manning being like, I'm going to go to Burger King. 
I'm going to Burger King. First of all, the whole thing is criticizing um, this shitty corporation that has food and shit that's like no good for you yeah. and no good for kids. That being said, the real life version of that, of that tradition, every time somebody wins the Super Bowl is I'm going to Disney World. So is Disney World saying that they're a shitty corporate entity? Like, sellout entity? I think they probably wanted him to say that at the end, but someone finally knocked sense into corporate Disney and was like, I think this is kissing your own ass a little bit yeah. too much. Yeah. You had Hannah so Montana they're... playing in the background of this movie. The amount of <laughs> Disney Channel references. I Oh, I have to talk, I have to talk Go about off. this Disney yeah. Channel integration. So... In the movie, you have there's a scene where Joe and his friends are all watching like a basketball playoff. I'm sure it's not even the NBA. I'm sure it's the Basketball Association Federation, the BAF, whatever. The BAF, yeah. <laughs> They're watching a basketball game and it's the championships. So um, they have to like they're watching it and then like as the guy is doing the winning shot, I will just say, as much as I know about football, I know even less about basketball. Ball and hoop. So, That's all you need to know. Ball and hoop. Ball. Dribble. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes ball throw. Anyway, um, they're watching like a basketball game and then like right as the guy is supposed to have like the winning point or whatever, Peyton turns on the Disney Channel and all of a sudden you see like Disney Channel and Hannah Montana like is singing like you got the limo around front and I got very Whoa. excited. I was like, whoa i was like hell yeah hannah montana then later in this in the uh movie when joe and peyton are like being really close and the two of them are getting along really good joe has this giant tv and on the one side he's watching football and on the other side of the tv there's like a different screen and she's watching the sweet life of zach and cody and i'm like oh it's the sweet life of zach and cody and then at the oh sorry continue i was just gonna say uh that little girl, that actress, was a reoccurring character on Hannah Montana and mm. Corey in the House. Corey, Corey, Corey in the House. Yeah. It's a party every week, baby. <laughs> <laughs> she was really in Disney's pocket. You know, in this political climate, I, I could only dream of having Corey in the House. Oh, my God. And perhaps in the Senate. Anyway, um, so then they're playing <laughs> The Sweet Life. Then... <laughs> <laughs> That's a party every week, baby. A house party. <laughs> house of representatives party. Just uh, when I okay, so side tangent, but you remember when like you used to be able to like record things on your phone before we had smartphones and then you would be able to like make them um like your ringtone. I was very good at recording things on my phone. Um, I would get, I would have like the timing down and everything would sound as clear as they could on like an NV2. Um, and I recorded the Cory in the House ring theme song as like a ringtone. And it, and I would, you know, like you'd send it to your friends and they would save it. That Cory in the House ringtone went very, went a lot farther than just my friend group. I, you're doing the Lord's going work. Viral. I don't know what to say. Going viral before going viral was a thing. Yeah. Anyway, um, so then 
playing the sweet life and then there's a montage uh not a montage there's a scene where joe takes peyton to like this essentially is like a knockoff american girl store and they play the song do you believe in magic by Ali and AJ, which was a song that they recorded for the Disney Channel original oh, movie, Now You See It. I didn't even put that which one together. I loved Ali and AJ. I still do. Um, but the the Disney Channel integration goes farther because uh, the week before the game plan came out, Dwayne The Rock Johnson star, guest starred in a double header new episodes of Hannah Montana and Corey in the House. Yes. And then, like two years later, he was in a remake of Escape to Witch Mountain called Race to Witch Mountain, which was another Disney movie. And yes, and a few days before Race to Witch Mountain came out, they had Dwayne the Rock Johnson back on Disney Channel again to guest star on Wizards of Waverly Place. They did not let this man rest. (laughs) They worked with I mean he was big in that bank though, so He was he was making that bank. This was the last movie that The Rock was known as, was billed as The Rock. I saw that, yeah. He has not been billed as The Rock since he's been billed as Dwayne Johnson, but he will always be Dwayne The Rock Johnson in my heart. It's kind of weird seeing him with hair, too. Like that. I literally have a note that says that. The hair made him look younger, right? And I get that. Yeah. It, and I think he looked a little bit... He was slimmer. Th- slimmer, yeah. Because current Rock... Y- is a... Mountain. Yeah, yeah, he's a bulldozer. He's, uh, like, I know that in the movie, in this movie, they were, like, making jokes about how he's, like, a freakishly large man, but I was, like, He's nothing compared to future rock, yeah. No, this rock that we have right now, I dare, I dare say this is peak rock. So here, if I were to go and hug Dwayne the Rock Johnson in 2007, I would be able to get my arms around him and clasp my fingers together i think yeah at least 2020 yeah. rock i don't think my uh, my fingers would even be able to like look each other in the eyes i don't think my fing- my fingers would even be able to get around his waist that's what i'm trying to say yeah yeah this is and we're I not think saying that- rock buddy we love you we're not saying you're fat no no this is not a bad thing you're just I a conglomerate of muscle rock right now the man is a fucking monster in every good sense of the word I want him to ruin my life. <laughs> I love him. This movie, I love The Rock. In this movie, like, when he started, like, warming up to Peyton and the two of them were, like, buddies and he was being all cute and he was like, you know, no daughter of mine ever gives up. And then he's, like, in a ballet recital with her. I was like, damn, I don't ever want to have kids, but, like, I want to have The Rock's kids. <laughs> But if you do, you can't tell them about it until eight years later when they find out. Yes, until eight. What's the point? What's the point of having children with The Rock if you're not even going to parent with The Rock? Those are good genes. Those Those are are good genes. Those are Wranglers right there. Oh my gosh. And then. Levi's even. (laughs) Yeah. Those are them good Levi 501s, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $120. $120. I don't know much about jeans. <laughs> the Levi 501s are like the most popular right now. Oh, okay. Well, at the time that I worked at Urban Outfitters, yeah. like a year and a half I'll take, ago. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I love The Rock. 
What a so good. He's so good. I love him. He sings in this movie. And he, but he sings very poorly. But I think. That's oh kind of my on god. I don't know if it was on purpose. I mean, he sung in Moana too. He. They must have done he, something to fix him in Moana. He put his best effort into <laughs> Moana. But you also have to realize that the person who wrote all the songs and was probably coaching him yeah. was Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah. And, well, Lin Manuel Miranda does do his best, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, so I love the, so he sings, uh, The Rock and Peyton, like, my brain just cannot, like, say their characters' names it's okay. together. It's fine. Joe and Peyton get in an argument, um, because Joe's having this, is seeing this lady named Tatiana, who he keeps trying to speak French to her, but she has, like, a very obvious Russian accent. So, I didn't know about that. I think it's because um, she went to France during that little... Oh, I thought he was, like, trying to speak French to her because she was French. And I'm like... Maybe. maybe this that- bitch is obviously not French. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, but they got a little spat, a little quarrel. And a little quarrel because Tatiana came back from France very last minute. And The Rock and Madison Pettis are bonding. And then um, he's like, oh, Tatiana's coming. You have to hide and take all your shit and hide. And then Madison Pettis gets like, you know, offended. And she's a little jealous. And she's like, um, this bitch isn't my mom. Like, what the fuck? So then she he kind of like ruins the date with Tatiana, which is fine because she was a bitch anyway. But then like the two of them get in an argument and then they fight. And then she like locks herself in her room. And then... And then The Rock starts singing the, well, it's not Elvis's song, but it's most made most famous by Elvis. He starts singing Are You Lonesome Tonight to her. And it's like a really cute moment. And I was getting a little emotional because I was like, oh my God, he's singing Are You Lonesome Tonight. But like, it wasn't good. And then Madison Pettis is like, my mom always said that you played guitar and sang like Elvis. And I was like, What? <laughs> She was being nice. Yeah, that was that's and, what we call a white lie. And Peyton knew it too. She's like, I think she was tone deaf. <laughs> also, are you lonesome tonight? Is it was a cute scene, and he did change the lyrics. Um, but it is a song about a woman who betrays uh, the Elvis, and then uh, he like kind of bitterly asks, like, does she regret it? Yeah. But. Yeah. Also in the song, Elvis has this little monologue where he's like, he's like, I wonder if you're lonesome tonight. And he like, he talks and he's like, my favorite line, he goes, honey, you lied when you said you loved me and I had no cause to doubt you, but I'd rather go on hearing your lies. And go on without you. Anyway, it's like a whole thing. I was really hoping that that The Rock would do Elvis's monologue. He just couldn't, though. He gave his best. Oh, wouldn't it be funny if Elvis had a Elvis if uh, The Rock had a Boston accent? Oh in this movie? no 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 no! That would have been too the whole much. Time, that been rough. I was like, 
Man, could you fucking imagine The Rock trying to be like, Peyton, where'd you park my car? That would have been awful. I gotta go to Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> yep, no, you're doing it. I can't do That's a boss spot on. I'm not, at all. See, I, I'm not going to even attempt it. I can't. Oh, please do. Yeah, park the car in the hopper yard is all I can say. <laughs> that's all anybody yeah, can that's say. Yeah, that's all I can do. And then my I voice stays love... like this, and I'm kind of sounding like an old-timey news anchor, and this is not a boss Like man. a barker. Yeah, this is not come a boss on, Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Come see the sexy ladies do the hoochie-coochie. Don't go to the hoochie-coochie. <laughs> Stay away from the hoochie-coochie. <laughs> Now listen, Alexa. <laughs> yeah. I can vouch that, like from the football aspect of this movie, the actual scenes of football, they tried their darndest to show as little as they could on screen. Thank God. Which honestly, which I think is to their benefit because what what we did see wasn't that impressive. No, which is funny because The Rock actually played football exactly. in college. Yeah, and he wanted to be a pro football player before he was a wrestler. Yeah, and he got injured, and then he ended up going into being a wrestler instead. Which, thank God, because, like, where would The Rock be today? Retired. If he didn't, if we didn't smell what The Rock was cooking, (laughs) where would we be as a society? But I ask all this because I wanted to ask you, because you have a dance background, how did the ballet portion of this film hold up? It was quite good. It was. It was quite good. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, the ballet was actually very, very good. I actually really liked that montage that they had of, um, like, Peyton and um, Joe uh, at football practice and then Peyton and Joe at ballet practice because Joe has a love interest in this movie. E. And she is Peyton's ballet teacher. And... Uh, Joe comes in being all an asshole and he's like, okay, lady, I'm actually, I play sports. And she's like, oh, you don't think that this is as difficult as football? And he's like, absolutely not. So then like she forces him to do, to take like a ballet lesson and he's like fucking dying at the end of it. And then she's like, well, now I have roped you into our dance recital and you shall be playing the tree. Yes, and so they have like a montage where they cut in between football practice and ballet rehearsals, and it was actually pretty well done. Like the them like doing um, oh no, pirouettes, blanking. No, not pirouettes. Oh no, I'm blanking. That's the only one I know. I haven't done ballet in seven years. I'm so old. But they were doing like different kind of like drills and stuff in football, and they were doing like different moves and such and steps in ballet and they were like mirroring each other and i and i really quite enjoyed that i i it was a really cute montage and what about the actual performance because it was heavily centered around the actual ballet instructor who was dancing and Dwayne who was also da- like and less about the actual kids in the production yeah which i thought was kind of rude considering you right? know like imagine like, if you were in ballet and you, you're spending this money, and you're a side character in the instructor show. Yes, in the instructor show. I was going to say that. And this random that man walks really in. weird. <laughs> yeah, this random man. Yep. Again, okay, and whatever. You know what? I guess this is like a prestigious ballet academy. That's fine. I, I, can you imagine? Picture, if you will. I'll picture it. Um, 
you are at your your daughter or your son's ballet recital yeah and you're like oh this is lovely and then all of a sudden like peyton manning walks onto the stage dressed as a tree and you're like is that and i'm saying this only because i don't know a lot of famous football players but like if you're gonna sit there you're gonna be like is that peyton manning who's just doing ballet but then a man a man sitting next to you leans over goes no that's my little girl (laughs) that's my little girl and that's how they get you and that's how they get you. And then, and then your ballet, your your child's ballet instructor is also on the screen, and her and Peyton Manning are having like this sexy moment while your child is like dancing around like a fox. It was very strange. <laughs> I mean, it was a beautiful performance. Don't get me wrong. Like objectively, I'm like, wow, this is like a really cool, engaging performance. But I was like, as an as a parent. Of my child, whom I'm assuming this is a prestigious academy, so I've been paying thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars for my child to to do ballet, and the show is about her and their instructor and a famous football player? What's happening? I would be very upset. I'd be like, where's my money going to? Imagine if it was the other way around. The ballet instructor. You're sitting there for the championship game. And out on the field (laughs) comes the ballet instructor. Oh, and she's just doing pirouettes. And like... And uh, she's the running back. You're like, what What is happening? She's doing Sinead's across the fucking field. And then she just kicks the ball. And it... And then it'd be a better analogy if this was like a children's a children's football game, but still. Oh my god! Yeah, (laughs) this is so. It was so strange. Like, uh, as again, as an objective performance, I was like, "Wow, this is really good." But then I was like, "I would hate to be the parent watching this and being like, this is very weird. Why is my child not dancing?'" I didn't know my little girl was hanging out with Peyton Manning. Yeah, like what? That's so fucking weird. I did really like that all of his football buddies, though. They were supportive. They all came. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, at first they all came because they were going to try to, like, you know, like, fuck with him. And But, like, it's, like, one of those pranks where, like, it has, like, a wholesome background. Because, yeah, they were coming to, like, make fun, like, tease Joe. But at the same time, they did all get dressed up for the ballet. Yeah, so they did the take this seriously as on a level. And then they were so impressed by the performance that like they were crying and supported. I thought it was nice. And then the scene, so uh, so Peyton, they take Peyton to a restaurant and The Rock finds out that Peyton's, uh, Peyton actually wasn't supposed oh, to be God, here. Oh this scene. Oh, she wasn't supposed to be here. Um, and that... Uh, yeah, so she wasn't supposed to be there. His, her mom doesn't... Her mom, quote-unquote, doesn't know that she's there. And the rock starts freaking out. And he's like, this is going to look really bad on me that I, like, kidnapped it. And yes, he is self-centered. Don't get me wrong. But he's not wrong in that it will look really bad on him if it's, like... He has his eight-year-old daughter who he just found out about and her 
mother doesn't know. In the people's you know? eyes, it looks like he kidnapped her, yeah. Yes, in the people's eyes, because you can't be like, oh, well, the eight-year-old got here herself. That's the truth. But who's going to fucking believe that? Mm-mm. So he's not wrong to be freaking out about that, amongst other things. But then she ends up having, she, the, whatever dessert she's eating at this restaurant, she ends up having an allergic reaction because she's allergic to nuts. Um, and then... Uh, this was a very heart-wrenching scene where he, like, picks her up and he's like, where's the closest hospital? And the ballet instructor is like, oh, it's whatever hospital. And she's like, I'll go get a car. And he, like, doesn't wait and he just picks her up and runs. Yeah. Which was, I was like. That was good. And the music playing, it, that's hitting just right. And the music. Yeah. And it's, oh. And then so he goes and brings her to the hospital. And then, like, he's freaking out. I was very emotional. But then... They're in the waiting room and the nurse comes out and she goes, oh, um, we're looking for Peyton's father. And the whole football team stands up. And I was like, they're all her dad. (laughs) (laughs) They're a family. And then they all came in and they gave scene. Very emotional. Very very emotional. And then they all came in and they were giving her flowers and three thousand stuffed animals and balloons. Ugh. There's nothing like and I know it's technically not like a found family. It's not found family in the traditional sense. Yeah. But that kind of like It gives the found family, family reunion, like Friends into family kind of like trope. Gosh, that just hits me right right in the corazón. I'll tell you what. Mi corazón, yeah. Mi corazón. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then right after that, uh, the aunt, now furious at Joe, talks yes. in, the arg- in the hallway. And they're arguing back and forth about where this girl is going to be staying. And finally, because the girl's listening to this secretly she breaks down and Peyton says that she wants to go back home with her aunt because she thinks that it would be better for Joe's career just like her mother did and that hurts that, that is a hurts. realization for an eight-year-old girl that she shouldn't need to make no the sad I think the saddest line is before you find out that her mom has died and the two of them and Joe and Peyton are fighting and she says like I want my mom. Afterwards, I was like, oh, oh my God. Oh, shit. Yeah, that one doesn't really yeah, hit dude. until after the movie. It doesn't hit until after. Damn. I was, uh, yeah, there are some lines. This is generally like a generic, cheesy Disney family film. Yeah. But there are some yeah. lines that hit and you're like, fuck, dude. <laughs> this is fucking tragic. Yep. Disney, you did an all right job. It's an alright job. And so to wrap up the ending, it, 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 we got a little bit of a sad Joe, right? He's not doing sad his best. It's time Joe. for the championship game. And he's just, you know, he's not in it. He gets sacked a bunch. He gets injured because another, uh, someone on the opposite team just completely demolishes him, like getting hit by a truck. Yeah. And so they're, he, like, they're, hurts his shoulder <laughs> and And this is ridiculous. They So they... His team, Joe's team, puts out their backup quarterback, who announced an announcer said has never played this season yet, which is just what? unheard of. What? Like, wow! How stupid do you have to be as a, like a coach and a manager to never <laughs> like you're putting all your eggs in one basket all named your Joe eggs King? In one. 
basket <laughs> and nothing is for certain especially in contact sports no. like and so he's down and out and all of a sudden because of something that Peyton was able to see on TV uh, she comes back and is just miraculously able to walk into the locker room. Yes, she and <laughs> the herself. aunt were able to walk into the locker room. Yeah. Also, how? Where were they staying? I that she no got idea. there so quickly. No idea. But she's able to give Joe some uh, reassuring words. They bond. Uh, the whole thing that, like, the one line Joe has been kind of leading up to. This whole movie, occasionally Peyton would ask questions and write it in her notebook. And she kept asking the question, what is the most important thing that's ever happened to you? And Joe would always, like, think about it and get cut off or get sidestepped from it. And right... I think it's what's the best thing oh, what's to ever happen to you. And so they're walking out of the tunnel, like, together. And she's wearing his little jersey, too. And it's, like, silhouetted. And he leans down and goes, I finally got an answer for your question. And she's, like, looking confused because it's out of context. And he goes, the best thing to ever happen to me, it's you. <laughs> and everyone's crying. And he just runs out to the empty field <laughs> for whatever reason. And before, when he got put into the locker room, it was right before the end of the first quarter. Somehow, a lot of time passed. We, really didn't, really, we didn't really see it. And all of a sudden, there's 40, like, a minute left. Uh, of the fourth quarter. It's like a minute and a half. Yeah. And so he runs, and everyone's like, yeah, he's back! And his manager's like, you good to play? Get in. This quarterback sucks because we never had him on this entire season. He walks out <laughs> in the middle of a game. It's ridiculous. Like, just walks onto the field. Why was the field like, even empty to begin with for that long? Why was the f- I guess, like, they were doing, like, some sort of huddle. I don't, I don't know football. Don't know. And so... Uh, he comes, he plays, and he's not greedy. He's especially not a greedy football player anymore. He's passing the ball to his teammates, being a good uh, quarterback. And they win! Surprise! And, and he's reunited with his daughter. They get to go home, spend some quality time, and that's it. That's the movie. And then they say, Joe Kingman, you won the championship. What are you going to do next? And he goes, I'm going to take my daughter home. <laughs> yeah. Which is fucking lame. Say you're taking your daughter to Disney World. Right? Yeah. <laughs> or you could, I know that like, that the whole side plot about Fanny's Burgers was that Fanny's Burgers was really bad for you. And it really it made wasn't kids, needed. That whole side it plot. It made kids, quote unquote, fat and gassy. Um, and then it made the manager gassy, uh, Joe's manager gassy. Um, but like really all he had to say was, I'm going to Fanny's Burgers and then I'm taking my daughter home. (laughs) And he would have had 25 million. As the the famed, as the famed Hannah Montana that exists in this universe says, you get the best of both worlds. Ooh, ah, ooh. Chill it out, take it slow. Then you rock out the show and get $25 million from Fanny's Burgers. Oh, yeah, brother. But that's a movie, y'all. The game plan, very much a family-rated Disney movie. It was good. A family movie. You know what? 
it's a cute movie. It's uh, I wouldn't be like, oh, this is hilarious. This is a hilarious it's comedy. A kid's movie. I wouldn't say it's a kids movie. Exactly. There were some lines that I was like, because really, this is kind of like a more innocent version of Chuck and Larry I, of the the Chuck and Larry theme. I was I was messaging you during when we were watching the movie. And I was trying yes. to get that. I was trying to understand what words to put in to get that across because I was realizing this as well. It's a, har- a more harmless, I would say, version of uh, with a, th- a more harmless theme. Yes, yeah. ignorant man learns to be more sympathetic towards others, and in a more literal sense, it's like. Man learns how to parent because woman usually parent. Yeah. But now man man parent. parent. Mm-hmm. And they even have a line where like Joe is telling the ballet teacher and he's like, "Oh, thank you so much for like helping me with like cuz he takes like uh, Matt, uh Peyton and all of her friends to like the Amer- the knockoff American girl store." And um He's like, oh, thanks so much. Like, you know, you're so you're so much better than this. And me, moms are so much better than this. And she's like, well, yeah, moms are smarter and funnier and better in every single way. But, you know, dads are good, too. And I'm like, dads are good, too. There you go. Dads are good, too. But there was a couple, like, weird lines that, like, they would make fun of Joe for, like, being sensitive and stuff. And then, and then... He teaches all of them that being sensitive and being in touch with your feelings and caring for others is okay. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Yay. His dog had a very generic name. Spike. Very, very hyper-masculine given name. I wish that this movie leaned in a little bit more into the Elvis aspect. Um, I know that there's, like, a lot of Elvis, like in the background and there's a lot of Elvis memorabilia which by the way um for the rock like the rocks character being a big Elvis fan and all of the memorabilia that was all like uh the rocks idea because the rock is also apparently a huge fan of Elvis and most of that memorabilia is his own private collection um but I feel like they could have leaned a little bit more maybe had some more music I think that they, like, Spike is such a boring name for a dog. It's so generic. Why didn't you name him after one of Elvis's thousands of pets that he's had over the years? Like, he had, a like, dogs named Sherlock. His favorite horse was named Rising Sun. Like, you had so many things to choose from, and you chose fucking Spike? Boring. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you didn't like the dog name. That's okay. I also wish that um he did. He <laughs> actually, you know what? Never mind. He did. He did a lot of weird Elvis dancing sometimes. A little bit. A little bit. I just wish we like <coughs> kind of leaned in. <coughs> Please choose life, my friend. Okay. I just kind of wish we leaned into Elvis just like a little bit more, but that might just be like a a selfish request. <laughs> on my part you are decked out all in elvis garb i wanted to dress the part i don't know shit about football but i do know quite a bit about elvis so yeah. hey alexa would you like a amazon review 
I would love that. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I looked through all the Amazon one-star, two-star, and three-star reviews. Uh Uh-huh. None of them were really funny. No. I know. I'm shocked, too. There wasn't a lot to begin with, and the ones that were there just didn't... It didn't have that je ne sais quoi that we we require in this segment. I have one here that I'll read to you, but I do apologize for not having an absorbent amount of shitty takes. (laughs) Tim Warnecka rated this two stars in 2010. I wanted to like this movie, but dot, dot, dot. I've watched this movie twice. I very much agree with Erica J. Diamond's review, where she said, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, extends his considerable talents to his family-friendly film, though the premise of a familiar one, a self-centered playboy discovers the joys of fatherhood, Johnson's charm and sincerity make it worth the watch. Likewise, Rosalind Sanchez does a tremendous job in her role as ballet instructor Monique Vasquez. Her real-life dance training is showcased in a poignant performance with Johnson and the children. This is one of the more enchanting scenes of the film, dot dot dot. It is guaranteed to maintain your attention. I'm not a dancer, and I found the dance performance scene very much enchanting, as Miss Diamond said. Otherwise, this movie very much fell flat for me. Wildly unrealistic, sexist, (laughs) and classic. A very manipulative movie on Disney's part. My daughter loved it, so it gets two stars from me. Uh, See, this is what I... uh, 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 It's only two stars. But she gave so... What was the name of this person? Tim. Tim, he... He gives so... He gives it two stars, but like... He gives so much praise in the majority of this fucking review. He's like... Dwayne the Rock Johnson is super charming. Rosa, um, the I already forgot her name. Rosaline, Rosalie, something. The ballet teacher is great. She's great in her in her role, and she's a great dancer. And this was a cute movie, and it's whatever. But also, it's terrible. Two stars. I I just don't understand what makes people want to leave like a well written serious review for a movie on Amazon. Like, I, like, if you're an actual, like, film critic, you're not leaving reviews on the DVD copies of Amazon movies. And so, everyone doing it there, like, I just don't understand the headspace you need to be in to be like, I very much agree with the review from this person, but I have to say that I found, and they, they list, and some of these reviews are, like, whole phone pages long. And like, dude, this is the game plan we're talking about. You can get this for five this bucks at a Walmart-like plan, bin. Yeah. Listen, we do not have time to unpack the psychology of people that want to leave well-written and well-thought-out reviews on Amazon. I just want to sit down with society and just have, like tell them, like, you don't got to do it. You don't. They don't have to. You don't have they to. Want like, to. You don't need to give us a review. I'm reading them. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't need to say it. 
Which is weird because this whole podcast is us reviewing, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know what? There you go. It's literally the pot calling the kettle black because we're like, who are these fucking people that want to fucking leave reviews about the game plan? Meanwhile, I'm an we're asshole. On, I'm sorry. Oh, we're on our minute oh four on our fucking recording and we're like well, who are these who are these motherfuckers who want to fucking review but, the game but here's plan the thing, here's the thing. Any, i'm not I'm anyway not, who's listen, here's our hour review of the game i am, I am it's different all right i'm gonna go with i'm saying it's different because Alexa, oh, oh, I'm what ta- do we have to offer? I'm talking to you right now. It's uh, This is a conversation. Okay. You and I are conversing. <laughs> we just so happen to be recording it and putting it to the public. I am not <laughs> going... This is not going on Amazon. This is this isn't this is not me but reviewing CJ, a DVD product on Amazon. But <laughs> this is different. But, but CJ, at the end of the day... Both us doing a podcast in which we are conversating and the person, the lone person who's putting a review out on Amazon, we are both releasing our thoughts into the public and for what? (laughs) Why? You're you're making me realize things I didn't want to realize. (laughs) This whole time, I thought we were were different from those Amazon reviewers, but we're actually a part of them. We are the same, no, CJ. We are no. two sides of the same no, coin. No, we can't. This is we what podcasting is, CJ. No, no, This is no, what no, podcasting no, no. is. It's because we have blow so much smoke up our asses thinking that other people want to know what we think. And so do these Amazon people. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> When you're right, you're right, and you're right. (laughs) I hate it here. (laughs) Do you have any other reviews? (laughs) My headset fell off. Do you have any other reviews? No, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. That was the only one I could find that was anywhere worth reading. They were Holy all, every, shit. Listen, you're comparing us to the people that just say, this movie had a bent corner when it came in, so I'm rating it one star. Uh, this movie oh. skips a lot. This is one star. We're not those people. We're okay. not. We're not. <laughs> but CJ... CJ, these people come in full steam and are like, fuck this movie. Here's my one sentence to generally about three paragraph review. And then they bounce the fuck out of there. Once again, CJ, we have spent an hour talking about this. But we're not. We're, we're, okay, okay, no, 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 okay. But, but, but. but. But the our end goal of this, our like what we're trying to do is not just a, like a review of the movie. We're we're no, it's a discussion, and we're trying to just have fun. And we're with unlocking it. the lore of two thousand seven, making the jokes and the ha-has. making the jokes, making the ha-has. But at the end of the day, CJ, <sighs> we are those people. This is what Luke Skywalker felt. Ha <laughs>
you're looking you're looking at the Amazon reviews and you're like you killed my father and the Amazon reviews are like no CJ I am your father <laughs> and then the Amazon reviews cut off your arm <laughs> might as well fuck <laughs> Jesus Oh, <sighs> what a revelation! Well, do you have any other? Do you have any final? Th- any other? No, I am done. I, am, I have a couple of things. I'm done. Yeah, you go off. I didn't we didn't recover. talk about catch the magic. <laughs> what is there to talk about? Um, uh, nothing. It was just a stupid scene. I I feel like I oh, set up. I kept bit? quoting it. Yeah, the Mike Tyson. <laughs> Bit. I didn't even think about it as a Mike Tyson bit. Oh my bit. god, that was he such a Mike Tyson, like Mike Tyson. Yeah. So uh, he's allergic to cinnamon, and Madison Pettis is like, "Here, you want a cookie?" And he's like, "Sure." Which, by the way, are very obviously Snickerdoodle cookies. So how the fuck did you not know that there was cinnamon in it? And she's like, "He's like, what'd you put in these cookies? I'm having an allergic reaction." And she's like, "Oh, cinnamon." And he goes, "Cinnamon? I'm allergic to cinnamon." Cinnamon. <laughs> now I guess his tongue is swollen. Catsamatic. <laughs> Cast the magic, <laughs> and he has to uh, record promos, uh, and he says, "Cast the magic." I just wanted to explain that because um, I was saying it earlier, and then I didn't explain why I was saying it. Um, so uh, this budget, uh, it would cost twenty-two million dollars to make. It made one hundred and forty-six point six million. So quite a success. Uh, it was a twenty. It has twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes hates this movie. Um, it was directed by a man named Andy Fickman, who also directed Race to Witch Mountain, and he directed the Heather's. He directed Heather's the musical, uh, which is pretty cool, and also Paul Blart Mall Cop Two. So, oh. what a range! Yeah, what a range! Going through the notes since CJ died. Yeah, I'm just a husk um, of a man. He's a husk was. of a man. Uh, it's absolutely insane that he's the most famous football player of all fucking time. And he's never won a championship game in his entire life. I just find that to be unrealistic, to say the least. Um... I do still call it, sometimes I look at Chanel and I call it Channel because of this movie. I guess this movie put more of an impact on me than I thought. You've seen this movie um, before? Oh, yeah, dude. Like in theaters. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. I have it on DVD, I think. Oh, shit. Yeah. My mom loves this movie. She thinks it's very cute. This is a good movie. I actually just recently watched like the beginning half of this movie like a couple months ago. Oh, wow. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. It's a good movie to just play on the background sure. and just like enjoy. Sure. You know, it's a cute movie. Yeah, I've seen this a bunch of times, actually. <laughs> um, the strong woman falling for the jerk is kind of like a done trope. But at least, like, the difference between this movie and a movie like Rush Hour 3 or um, oh, fucking Chuck and Larry is that, like, at least he kind of, like, learns from his mistakes and he starts becoming a better person and then she starts falling for, like, the better person version of him which is nice yeah uh, also holy shit she was in rush hour too oh f- 
fuck. Yeah, she was in Rush Hour 2, and um, she was actually supposed to be in Rush Hour 3, but they cut her scene. Shit, dude. Yeah, dude. Um, what a fucking, fucking Rush Hour 3, I feel like, is going to haunt me for the rest of my like days. I feel like she dodged a bullet, honestly. She really fucking did, dude. Holy shit. Oh, just dropping my notebook. Um, when... The uh, rock is all sad. They're playing like a melody of Are You Lonesome Tonight, which was emotional. And I got a little bit emotional with that. Also, I as I was watching it and he just kept calling Peyton over and over again when she was at her Aunt Karen's house and he kept trying to call her to apologize. I was like, oh, this is very Blades of Glory, this scene. Oh, yeah. A little very bit of connection. Tropes. Very similar. Um, this movie I didn't think... have any other actor that we've seen in other 2007 movies yet, though. No. This one was isolated in that sense. Um, the guy who played the CEO of Fanny's Burgers was in the original cast of Starlight Express, and he was nominated for a Tony. I'm fascinated by everything Starlight oh. Express. Do you know that musical? Wow. It's the you train know that... one, right? Cats it's train. the one about fucking trains. By Andrew Lloyd Webber, who also fucking wrote Cats. He loves cats and he loves trains. It was originally supposed to be a Thomas the Train yeah. uh, musical. He played Greaseball, this dude. <laughs> Oof. They were all on roller skates. They were all on roller skates. Fucking What's-Her-Face from 30 Rock. This was her Broadway debut. Tina Fey. No. Jane Krakowski. You know, her mom used to teach at our uh, college. What? I'm, Alexa, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I am mentally and physically exhausted. I know. I'm this. just I'm just trying to, yeah. you know, I'm just trying to carry this. I'm going to uh, have nightmares know. knowing that I'm actually an Amazon reviewer. <laughs> You're I'm a glorified Amazon reviewer. You're an Amazon reviewer with a platform. <laughs> I'm just, I've been. Am I an Amazon reviewer? Am I an Amazon reviewer? (laughs) If I'm an Amazon reviewer, I'm a very manly Amazon reviewer. A manly Amazon reviewer. Now I want to watch The Muppets. Fuck. (laughs) That was the game plan, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guys, that was the game plan. Uh,. Watch it if you if you want just something light and cute. Yeah, like I said, this is a great movie to turn on in the background while you're doing other things. You're folding laundry, you're cooking dinner, crafting, whatever. It's a nice, lighthearted movie. You will get emotional at times. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and you will be right to do so. Was there anybody else in 2007? Oh, The Rock is in another 2007. He's in two other 2007 movies. He's in two others? Yet. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, he was very busy this, He's in this two, year. Is it Tooth Fairy 2007? No, it's 2009. The Rock is in two other 2007 movies? I haven't gotten there yet. Would you like to know them, or do you want to be kept in, like, secret? Yeah, what are they? Um, He plays a cameo role in Reno 911. Oh, okay. And he's also in the Southland Tales with our queen, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Can't wait to meet her. Can't wait to see her again. I miss her. It's been a year. It's been a year, dude. Actually, 
I would say in in COVID years, it's been like three years. A decade, years. yeah. A decade <laughs> in COVID years. Fuck. Well, there you have it, folks. There you have it. <laughs> um, you know, if you like football, I would I Watch wouldn't the longest seek yard this out. Watch the longest yard. If you like football, I wouldn't seek this out. If you like Elvis, I wouldn't seek this out. You know who did Elvis really well? Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, they even did the same ending song. Yes, Burn in Love. Yeah. Except they used the uh they used a cover in Lilo and Stitch. But mm. still, I can't believe they didn't use Little Less Conversation. That's what everybody uses. Anyway, uh good shit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Gina. Gina. Hey, Gina. I just want to stop by and say thank you for letting us use your song 20-something off your album, Yellow. Dude, thank you. Check out Gina's new single. It's called Split Ends. And also, I'm not going to lie. So she tweeted as of this recording like a week ago, and she's like, oh, I have 800 uh, monthly users or monthly listeners on Spotify. And I I retweeted and I was like, let's get this shit to a thousand. She's almost there. And she just, she hit it. She, she just hit did? a thousand oh, yesterday. Damn, yes. hell yeah. I like to, hell yeah. So I, I like to think that I manifested that and I'm riding off that high. So I want Gina to get to 1500. Let's so listen to her. Yeah. Let's do that shit. Um, also, uh, just a little shameless self-plug, I now have an Etsy. I craft now. Um, yes, I have a, an Etsy. It's called Looking Glass Resin, and I make jewelry and such. So check that out. Very <laughs> it's nice. It's just my little, my, little, my little plug. I like it. Um, also, thank you. Um, follow us on our socials, Every 2007 Comedy, on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, you know. If you want to send us, listen, if you guys want to send us a DM, if you want to tweet at us. Yeah, just reassure me like, that I'm not on the same level as the Amazon reviewers. No, I'd appreciate no, it. Just fucking, just remind him every day. Oh, God. Tweet at him at his personal Twitter, too. <laughs> this is going to be. Leave, leave is... anonymous DMs in his Instagram DMs. Just really psychologically break this man bring it on yeah let's do it yeah if you want to talk to us if you're like hey you should do this movie next call us not call us message us no call. also rate and review us on itunes as well we have five ratings or i think seven ratings or something yeah. like that and they're all five stars shout out to that um cj do you want to insult those people too what are you you put you're, you're trying to put words in my mouth listen here <laughs> <laughs> I I I enjoy making fun of a very specific demographic of people. All right, all right, buddy, buddy, old pal. Don't you try oh. and gaslight me on the people that actually listen to this piece of shit podcast. Oh god, I'm so sorry. I just fucking hit my hedgehog in the face. I'm gonna leave a review so- about your hedgehog. Oh, yeah? yeah she's going to leave a review now. about you, too. And she's going to be like, this man is nothing but a glorified Amazon <laughs> reviewer. <laughs> One star. It hurts. It gets right to the core. <laughs> um, this is a weird, chaotic episode. Yeah. 
it started out weird. CJ once again had technical difficulties. We don't need to podcast. talk about it. We don't need to talk. Like, about this podcast is cursed. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a mess. Started out weird. It's ending weird. We got a weird energy going. Let's end. I've got this my Elvis shit. shirt on. Let's end. Ba-da-ba, 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 ba-da-ba. That's my ending music too. <laughs> say the words please we'll see you all on the amazon review section no i'm kidding we'll see you all in 2007 cj say the words we'll see you all in 2007 (laughs) (laughs) are you lonesome tonight do you miss (laughs) we gotta add this Oh, seven.